Welcome to Insights from Soup, another session, part two. Enjoy. Blessings abound, Bermuda. This is Superintendent Janice Battersby here, greeting you once again in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just doing another presentation of Insights from Soup, Superintendent Janice. And tonight, we just finished our third lesson of Escape the Coming Night, the series on the book of Revelation by our Dr. David Jeremiah. And we had a great time. So I just thought I would go ahead and share with you what we talked about tonight. Tonight, we were studying about the inside cover of the book. And Dr. Jeremiah kind of put it in a way that I don't know how many people read books these days. Everyone's so electronically based. But you know, a, a book kind of gives you a synopsis about itself before you even read it. And so Dr. Jeremiah decided to just give a little bit of an insight into the book of Revelation as if you were just checking out a book to see if you wanted to read it or not. And so he presented it like the preface of a book, just telling you a little bit about it. And he said it's a prophetic book. Now, he used the word apocalypse. And the minute that you say apocalypse, you think of disasters. You think of things that, you know, the movies and the, the floods and the, the, the tornadoes and the um, earthquakes and all the horrible things that happen. But that's not what apocalypse means at all. An apocalypse means an uncovering, an unveiling, a setting forth or manifestation of. So when you think about the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, think of it, the uncovering of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, the setting forth of Jesus Christ, or the manifestation of Jesus Christ, gives you a whole different impression about the book of Revelation. Now, of course, we hear about the, the things that happen in that book. They're scary. The signs of the times. But apocalypse does not mean disaster. That's what the enemy has done. To put a negative turn even on the second coming of Christ. And we're going to read a lot about that, how Satan attacks the things of God by turning them into a counterfeit mess. And the first thing we think about is that word, revelation, apocalypsis, the apocalypse, the revelation, the unveiling, the revealing of Jesus Christ. That should give us hope instead of fear. He speaks about tacos, the things which must shortly take place. Shortly, not meaning tomorrow they're going to happen. And people have criticized the book of Revelation for generations because they've said, you know, this has been going on. People have been talking like this for hundreds of years and nothing has happened. Well, first of all, we've got to remember that God's time is not ours. We are limited by time. God is endless. So for us, a thousand years is like one day to the Lord. So we've got to see things through God's eyes and not our own. But it's not talking about these signs that will happen tomorrow. 
what it's saying is once they do happen, they're going to happen one after the other in rapid succession. And let's think about it. Over the last couple of years, we've seen earthquakes happening almost every day. We've seen the floods. We've seen, even in the news, they're calling them apocalyptic. They're saying that they're historical. These things haven't happened in hundreds of years. There's a reason why these things are happening, but we hear them. We hear about the natural disasters. We see wars all over the place. We see the political agenda, the financial agenda, and we're stressed because things are happening after the other, one after the other, quickly, 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 and it's stressing us out. This is just a shadow of the actual end time events. So once Christ is revealed, whether it be by the rapture, Things are going to happen quickly, quickly, quickly. And that's what we're reading about in the book of Revelation. After the rapture, after the church is taken out of the earth, the judgments that are going to be unleashed upon the earth are going to happen one after the other in rapid succession. You don't want to be here for that. You don't want to be around to witness that. Dr. Jeremiah talks about the book of Revelation as a pictorial book now. I know growing up, I used to read comic books. I loved Archie comics, and they were full of pictures. You know, the picture books, children like. They like the pictures. They like to be able to see and read. I know that they're, they're, it's almost a transition from the picture books to the wordy books. But the book of Revelation is about signs, those things that must be shown. The vision that was given to John, the disciple on the Isle of Patmos, he saw things, and he wrote them down. And he, he sent out those visions so that the churches could know what he saw and understand. Things were written in pictures and visions and symbols. And we spoke about that last week where we dealt with getting excited about Revelation. It is a book of symbols. And a lot of it is Jewish. If you know the Old Testament, you'll understand or you'll be familiar with the symbols in the book of Revelation. There is a connection. Don't let anybody fool you. Don't let them tell you that the Old Testament is irrelevant. It is so relevant. And when you read and understand the Old Testament and then you put it together with the New Testament and tie it up in a bow with the book of Revelation, wow, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. This is one of my favorite parts, that the book of Revelation is a profitable book. It's profitable for personal application. And what we're going to do as we go on in our reading is we're going to learn about the seven churches that John the disciple writes the vision, these letters. He writes all this in the book of Revelation and he sends them out to seven churches in Asia Minor, churches that he has dealt with, people that he has taught. If you remember, the disciples and the apostles were to go out and spread the gospel. Once Christ died, they had to take the gospel out into the world. And John had familiarity with these churches in Asia Minor. And so he had to write these letters to these churches because, remember, these are new believers. And they're fine while he's there, but once they left... They got caught up in different things. Some of them started going back to their bad habits. There was some clarity that he had to bring to certain issues dependent on the church. One church had a different set of issues from another. And we're going to read about that. 
So each church he spoke to, he had to point out, he pointed out their positive traits, and then he had to point out their negative traits. And as we read each one of those, they should speak to us. And what I encourage is, when we're reading this, don't point fingers at other people. We've got to be honest with ourselves. If we don't start with ourselves, our ministry is ineffective. In fact, not just ineffective, it's destructive to the body. So we want to make sure that as we read these, we are applying what we're hearing to each one of these churches to ourselves. Turn the searchlight inward and identify in ourselves those characteristics and traits that we know God hates and give them over to him so that we can be filled with his spirit. The book of Revelation is also a book that the devil hates. He doesn't want you reading it. And quite frankly, you think about it. Have you read through the book of Revelation? And if not, why not? Do you hear the book of Revelation being taught in your church? And if not, why not? You know why the devil doesn't want you reading the book of Revelation? Because you will see that he loses and we win. And then you'll live your life so much differently than you've been living it all this time. There'll be no fear. <laughs> you will live in a victorious life on this earth right now. Now, maybe not victorious in the fact that people may shun you or even mistreat you because of your faith. But in God's eyes, you are victorious. And Satan doesn't want that. He wants you to live in fear. He wants you to live by sight and not by faith so that he can rule your life. But if you get a hold of the fact that he loses in the end, he gets cast into the lake of fire forever. And all those who do not choose Christ, you will live your life differently. It is profitable for public assembly, the book of Revelation. A blessing that we get when we read the book aloud and then we keep what it says, we obey what it says, we follow what it says. What a blessing will come to us when we hear and when we read this book aloud. I can honestly say that the smallest needs that I have had from when I started this study, the, the slightest need God has supplied. He has brought people to me. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I recently lost quite a bit of weight, diet and exercise, praise God. But my concern was I don't have a wardrobe. I couldn't wear the clothes that I was wearing previously because they were falling off my body. And one of the sisters in my church at Shekinah has given herself to supplying me with clothes that she gets from a thrift store. I didn't ask, but she has given. God has moved on her heart. Now, I'm not just saying that all the blessings are going to be material, but I'm letting you know, because I know for many of us who have lost jobs, or the, the money's just not there like it used to be. 
Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So I honestly believe that in pursuing the God's word, and in particular, the book of Revelation and sharing it with others, God is showing his blessings even in my life, even in small ways like that. And of course, the main blessing is that I will have eternal life with him. And he's showing me how through this. He can do the same for you if you would just take the time to read and understand. Then it's a profitable book for practical admonition. Now let's go back. <laughs> it's about me. If the shoe fits, wear it. Not everything in this book of Revelation is happy. There is condemnation for those who do not do the will of God. There is judgment. Yes, that word judgment in the context of condemnation for those who are not doing the will of God. And the beautiful part is God points out their faults. Each one of those churches, he points out, puts his finger on the problem and then gives the solution. The question comes as to whether or not they choose it or not. And that's the same with us. If we would allow God's word to convict us, if we read God's word and know what he loves and what he hates, and then let him convict us when we fall into sin, and then take the healing that he has already given us, then we are assured of eternal life with him. If the shoe fits, wear it. First thing we have to do is admit it, is receive it and not get in an attitude or get up and walk away or blame somebody else. Admit it, accept God's chastisement. The Bible tells us he chastens those who he loves. Parents, when our children, when your children go wrong, are you chastening them? Are you correcting them? Even punishing them because you love them. And you want them to learn to do better. Or are you just leaving them to become a hindrance to themselves? God chastens who he loves. So if the shoe fits, wear it. If you're studying this book in a structured way where you will be convicted, take the conviction. And accept God's chastisement. Admit you are a sinner. Ask him to wash you by the blood of Jesus Christ and walk in his way. It never, ever fails. And then the book of Revelation is profitable for prophetic anticipation. Time is near. It's later than it's ever been. History has already been written before it's happened. And we're catching up. And if you understand that, if you read through the book of Revelation and then you look outside and you see that the world is doing exactly what this book that was written thousands of years ago said it would do, there I can't understand how you could not choose God. Most people that criticize, I wouldn't say most, many people that criticize have never read it and they haven't read it with understanding. But if you do, I guarantee you, you'd see things in a totally different light. And then we also get into 
later on with the prophetic anticipation, the actual church age. We get to see the development of the church or God's people from the apostolic age up until the kingdom age, which is what we're heading toward. It's the development of the church. It's it's all right there. You see it. Question is, do you want to understand it? And then we get into the, the dedication of the book or the people addressed in the book. Usually the author will write a short dedication to someone. And in this case, the people addressed in the book are triune publishers. <laughs> God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Son. We dedicate this study to the Lord, Jesus Christ, God who washed us through the blood of Jesus. Jesus shed the blood and God the Father washes us. The Holy Spirit fills us with his seven characteristics. And we learned about that too. That That's a good one to learn. By the time one person full with the seven characteristics of Christ, the Spirit of God, understanding and wisdom and counsel and might, it's amazing. What, can you imagine being around one person with all of that? You'd never want to leave their presence. But this is what the Holy Spirit can do for you if you fill yourself with the Word of God. So that's the triune publishers. Uh, the personal dedication of the book to God who loved us and loosed us and lifted us through the blood of Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever, whosoever will and whosoever won't. The choice is yours. God knows your ending, whether you choose him, and he knows your ending, whether you don't. The choice is yours. And he tells you in his word exactly your ending if you choose him and your ending if you don't. It's written right there. The choice is, well, is left up to you. Free will. Free will offering. But just know that God has provided a way for eternal life with him and a way to escape the coming night that's coming. And you know, it's funny because tonight in Bermuda, we have a storm that's passing. And we were told days ago that it was going to bring hurricane force gusts. It's going to be calm in the morning. The winds pick up in the afternoon. And then between the evening and midnight, we were going to get hurricane force gusts. People took heed. They prepared. I went out with my daughters and we took care of the lawn furniture and the plants and things. We took heed. How many people are taking heed with what the, the word says about what's coming? You'll listen to the weatherman. You'll listen to the government. But are you listening to God? That's a question. And then the purpose of the book, the presentation of the king or the parousia, the presence, the effect that someone's arrival, the immediate effect that someone's arrival has when they enter a certain space, parousia. And Dr. Jeremiah talked about the teacher that walks in the room 
when there's an eraser fight going on, an eraser stop in midair, he said, when the teacher enters the room. Of course, that's a metaphor, but you get it. And that's the type of uh, presence, that's the type of effect that Jesus is going to have when he comes for his church during the rapture, the immediate effect on the, world, on the globe. And then when he comes as king and judge, what an effect. And everyone will see him when he comes at his second coming. They won't see him during the rapture. The rapture and the second coming are not the same. Jesus' first coming was when he was walked the earth, when he was born. We celebrate his birth at Christmas. His second coming will be when he walks on the earth again as king and judge. But in the middle, there's the rapture when he takes his church out. Not everybody's going to see that. He's going to come as a thief in the night. But he will return as king of kings and lord of lords and every eye will see him. Every eye. It says at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Doesn't mean you're going to be happy about doing it, but you're going to do it. Every eye shall see him. What a day that will be. And then the program of the kingdom. Jesus is in charge. We learn that what seems to be is not, and what seems to not be is. God is all power wrapped up in apparent powerlessness, and evil is apparent power that is powerless. Which are you going to believe? There's a way of understanding everything that's going on today, even this pandemic. But do you want to understand? Or do you just want to live in fear to be ruled by people who are counting on fear? Let's take the word of God seriously and understand what it is that he has for us. I'm telling you, this study is amazing. And there's room for you if, if you wish to be a part of it. We are just, tonight we started on Revelation chapter one and we did verses one through eight. So there's still time if you wish to get in on the early part of this study so that you can understand it's 43 lessons. We just finished lesson three tonight. You have 40 more that you can catch up on. I don't know when this podcast is going to go out. However, at any time, you can always email us at swim at logic.bm. Swim, S-W-I-M, at logic.bm. And let us know you want to be a part of the study. And we can get in touch with you. Our admin team can reach out to you. And get you started. They can get you the study books. I have one right here. There are four of them. And get you joining us. We would love for you to join us and to learn more about this miraculous book of Revelation. So that's it for me for tonight. I look forward to the next installment of Insights with Sue. And I pray that God will truly move on your heart to want to know more about him, to get to know him. He has every answer 
for every area of your life. And when you go through this particular book, the book of Revelation, what it will expose. Don't live with the infection of sin. Expose it. Get it cleaned up. Become a new, fresh. He can do that. And we can help. So again, send us a message. Swim at logic.bm And let us know you want to be a part of this study. We look forward to you joining us. All right. So with that, I say, blessings about. <laughs>